0: Before we jump in, I had to let you know that the doors are now open for the group coaching Stress to Joy Transformation Program. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I've been working one-on-one with women to help them live less stressed, more joy-filled lives. Now I am so excited to offer a group coaching experience with the Stress to Joy Transformation Program that incorporates community support. You don't have to keep wandering endless circles of frustration depleted from life's constant state of overwhelm. Instead, you can join the group coaching Stress to Joy Transformation Program and see how much more God has in store for you. Grab one of the limited spots so you can learn the exact strategies and tools I've used to create a life joy in one I love without the constant state of overwhelm. Rid yourselves of the thoughts of one day and say yes to the life of joy at your fingertips. And I can tell you, it is a joyful life. If you are interested in being part of this life-propelling program, go to bitly/slash stress to joy today. That's b i t . l y slash stressed t o joy today. Group coaching starts the first week of April, so don't wait, or you will miss out on that less stressed life you've been dreaming of.
1: I think it's very easy for us to lose our identity in anything that we haven't first put God in. And when I started my business, I really was, you know, God is with me. And there was so many amazing, beautiful stories in the beginning of that business. I really felt like He put me there. But I also felt like God will challenge us and, and move things around because I was praying for greater and I was praying for more. And I believe God was showing me like, hey, the greater and the more that you're praying for is not where you're currently at.
0: Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith & Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're gonna meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling at all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle. Come on, let's get it. What if I told you that your greatest failure would bring you your greatest success? If you had asked Sarah Olea a year ago, she would not have believed it. Her business was failing and her pride was running the show. But when she hit rock bottom, she realized that failure was the only option. And instead of sadness, she was met with peace. Within two months of closing her business, Sarah launched a new one and saw a new level of success she had never seen before. What Sarah didn't realize was that even though her business failed, something bigger awaited her on the other side. Listen in as Sarah shares her failure, risk, and redemption story what it taught her and why she counts her failure as joy. It will challenge you to put your pride on the back burner and live your life with humility and vulnerability. Hey, Sarah, thanks so much for being on the Faith Inspired Podcast. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. You and I were connected through a friend of yours and mine, Lori Healy, and Lori was actually a previous guest on the Faith Inspired Podcast, so it's so wonderful to have those connections. And Lori had said that you have an incredible, just a phenomenal story to share about your Failure and risk. And as I read your story, I 100% agreed with her. And I was like, I have to have Sarah on to share this story because it's so unique and one of a kind. Your story is just really inspiring and it can show or does show how God can really take beauty from the ashes. And so I'd love to get started by you really sharing your story and walk us through just that failure and the risk that you took and how God really led you to where you are right now.
1: You know, Erica, if if five or six years ago, you would have told me that I was going to be talking about failure with a smile on my face, I probably wouldn't have believed you. (laughs) I would have probably ran as well and cried somewhere because failure was something that I avoided and I feared. And it was all because I had built this identity for myself. And I thought, well, if I fail, then my identity— has failed. And if my identity has failed, what are people going to think of me? Are they still going to want my help? Are they still going to think of me as a resource? I had to do every and anything to make sure that no one knew when things were on fire and when things were not doing well. I always kind of, you know, people say they put on a front or they put on a mask. And I did that because there was no chance that I was going to let someone know that everything wasn't okay. And I realized going through this process, it's something that I adopted when I was a child. I'm actually writing a book right now about this story, and I reference being a child and painting pictures because I didn't want people to know what the household looked like at home. And so I would present my family and present my situation uh, much greater than what it was. And so in business, I did the same thing. So I ran a social media agency for five years, and in the last two to three years, there was a lot of failing moments. And I wanted to do everything I could to avoid that, not realizing that the failure was going to be the first step to true success. And it was going to be the first step in me understanding where the Lord wanted me to be and
0: not where I wanted Sarah to be. So tell us about the story of failure and the risk that you took with your business. Absolutely. When I was running my business,
1: I had uh, 13-ish employees, a business partner that I was unequally yoked with because when we first started our business, I was a baby Christian and thought that that scripture only meant in marriage and did not think about it for all other contexts of my life. And so there was a lot of struggles and disagreements. And it got so bad to the point where my mom and I had had little side business and that was paying for my mortgage while all my time, and I mean 16, 17 hours a day, was going into this this company. And what I thought was, I've got these employees, they're living, they're, they're, all their means are by this company that I run. I can't let them down. I can't let my clients down. And so I'm going to do whatever it takes, loans, PPP, loans, anything I could to keep us afloat. In 2020, when the pandemic hit, every business wanted to go digital and go social, right? Because we're all from home. So business blew up, but I had no experience in HR and payroll and all of the business things. Yet I took it on myself. And as many entrepreneurs do, they kind of grow without a real plan. My business coach at the time used to say, you just have a really expensive hobby. Because a business, you got to know the numbers and all these things, right? So it got to the point where I think I hadn't really paid myself probably in about four months. I was paying everyone else, including my business partner, because again, I didn't even my business partner. I think she knew how bad it was, but she was okay with for her own sanity not looking into it. Like I was, I was inundated and I was looking at it every single day. And so I went on a missions trip actually to Mexico. It was during the Halloween time. And we're like, we're going to go out there and minister to people. And I remember being so convicted on this trip because I was so stressed about work. I remember it was very hard to be led by God and to minister and to love on people because in the back of my head, I thought I need $14,000 by the end of the week for payroll, and I don't know where it's coming from yet. And I wasn't walking in faith in this time. And um, you know the story in the Bible when the crows, they leave. They're not feeding you anymore. My crows had left, and God has been trying to tell me for some time. But I had this false humility. To be completely honest with you, Erica, I had a lot of pride because the pride was what was keeping me from asking for help and actually applying wisdom that I had been given. So I got home from this missions trip and I literally cried for three days. I mean I, i I remember one day thinking I could just lay on the floor, and I didn't. And I kind of pushed through. And I looked in the mirror, and I've been crying for days, so my eyes are all puffy and stuff. And I just look at myself in the mirror, and I said what if I just stopped and I got like this sense of joy? And then I said, what if I just stopped funding the company and would just walk away? And I had peace. I mean, I had peace and joy just flood. And I thought, oh my goodness, Lord, are you serious? Is this what you're telling me to do? In a matter of three days, I had called other agencies. I started to move clients with so many profiles we were managing at the time talked to my business partner, my, my project manager. And I had got a phone call that night and two things happened. I got a phone call that said, will you come to dinner with us? We want to talk to you about a business idea. And I'm thinking, I'm closing my business down, but I'm going to go to the dinner. And on my way to the dinner, I get a FaceTime call from one of the celebrity clients I work with. And he said, Sarah, I just want to let you know that I'm working with your company because of you. And I built this entire company around me, Erica, because I didn't have value for myself. And I thought, I'm, I'm living in LA. I need to have this really big, beautiful, diverse team. And everyone's just going to be excited about what I have going on. And they're going to want to work with us because of how amazing my team is. I had, didn't realize it was me. Like they were there because God had given me a gift and this skill set to serve people. And I was too worried about what it looked like. And not really what it was and where it was coming from. And that was my kind of first bit of confirmation after the peace and joy. And then I go to dinner and a a client basically says, we want to hire you and you tell us how much. And I thought, okay, this is an easy transition. In my first month, I'm closing one business. I haven't started the next one yet because there's a lot of other business legal stuff taking place during this time too that prevented me from just launching a new business. I made $7,500 in referrals, literally just saying, hey, Joe Smith, meet Jane Smith. You guys would be great. And by the way, I don't have a company right now. And any kickback you're willing to give me, I literally humbled myself and told people my situation. I had attorneys doing LLC paperwork for me for free. My tax person did my taxes for free because I just came out and said, this is where I really am and I need help. And it was like, God knew you're humbling yourself. You're stepping out of the place I'm calling you out of and into the place I'm calling you into. So I will provide everything. And in 2021, I saw one of the most beautiful years I've ever seen being alone, being vulnerable, being humble, and seeing more money than I've ever made before. So God's provision and peace and joy from the beginning has came through this year. And I get so excited talking about this because I wish that I'd heard someone say this when I was on the edge in 2021. So sorry, 2022 was my great year. 2021 was my, <laughs> my failure year. They all blend together now because it's almost like the pain. I have so much joy when I think about the pain because I know where I am now and the beauty in being full of faith during that time.
0: I can relate to you and your story because my story is I jumped from corporate America myself and I had kind of a turning point moment just like you with tears and this realization and mine was jumping on a plane, getting on a plane and heading home from just a horrible interview gone wrong and this realization of I'm going to quit my job. And that moment of pure peace that God provided and this weight off my shoulders and you know, it's not always like that's not always the answer, I will say, <laughs> with that with the caveat of, you know, we chose to quit our jobs or to to do something new that may not always be the answer for the for women who are listening to this, but um I totally understand that feeling. You just, if you are moving in the direction of God and where He is calling you, I often feel like there are these discomfort moments. And then there's this breakthrough moment where you just have the realization and then that peace comes. And so I can 100% relate to your story. I love it
1: because, you know, more women need to hear these types of stories because I think all of us, we, who wants to fail, right? Like, who who wants to see a failure or, or go through a failure? When we think about people who struggle with their, whether it be a divorce, uh, leaving a church and finding a new one, I mean, so many different transitions in our life, there's moments of it that feel like we've failed. And I never understood. I mean, I always said, my identity is in Christ, but whew, I didn't understand that until I truly let go of this identity I'd created for myself and adopted what I believe is what my identity is in Christ. And I love talking to the story about with other believers because I can really give those Holy Spirit details, right? That other podcasts are like, this girl's crazy. (laughs) But it's a story of faith regardless. You know, the book I'm writing now is uh, My Business Failed, I Didn't. And it's how I lost my identity in my small business. And I think it's very easy for us to lose our identity in anything that we haven't first put God in. And when I started my business, I really was, you know, God is with me. And there was so many amazing, beautiful stories in the beginning of that business. I really felt like He put me there. But I also felt like God will challenge us and and move things around because I was praying for greater and I was praying for more. And I believe God was showing me like, hey, the greater and the more that you're praying for is not where you're currently at. So you have to get out of that comfort zone. You have to get out of that contract, and agreement that I was with, with somebody who didn't have the same belief as I did. You know, in in business, it's very much like a marriage, especially when we're talking about like 50-50 partnership. When you're in a partnership with someone who doesn't have that same faith as you do, and not just faith, it could be direction. It could just be desires. It could be goals. I mean, everything, right? Even two Christians could partner up and not be equally yoked. And so for me, it was very important for, for me to kind of look at God started me here, but He also pivoted me. And because of pride, I delayed the blessing because I wanted to make something work so badly. But the moment that I said, okay, Lord, like I'm done. What if I just stop? He's like, okay, great. I don't know if you've seen this, Erica. There was this trending sound on Instagram and it said something like, um, well, I don't know where I'm going next. And God said, good. So there's something like that, like great. Now, like, follow me. So it's sometimes in the moments of we don't know is when he shows up the most and helps us to figure that out.
0: Yeah, it's in the journey. And I love what you said. Pride delays the blessing. Man, that is so incredibly true. It's been so true in my life. If we could just get over that pride and who our identity is, we think it is, man, God could really move and really, really use us. You have this quote that risk can bring failure. And on the other side of failure is success. And we've often seen this in people in the limelight. And I'm just thinking of like Steve Jobs or even like Walt Disney, you know, different individuals that have been in the limelight and they've had these huge failures and taken these huge risks, but then also had Fantastic success. And I see that as you're, I hear that as you're talking about your business, but most of us really haven't ever gone through something so devastating as that. And it's tough sometimes to put ourselves in your shoes. What did your failure teach you that helped you really create your current success? And if you can share any of those specific moments with us where, you know, your failure just opened your eyes up to the life you have now.
1: Yeah, I love that. It's such a good question. So, you know, risks are, like I said, it's, it will bring sometimes failure and then failures on the other side of that success. And so for me, it was these small failures that first started, right? Hiring a business coach and spending time getting advice and not applying it. And then it was spending hours on the phone with my pastor and going through scriptures and being so full. And then the next day, trial comes and me not battling with the word that's inside of me. It was just these small little failures that accumulated to constant poor decision-making, right? Not being led, not applying advice. And I can mention pride again because oftentimes when we're not applying something, it's because we think that we know better. And for me, it was, oh, yeah, I understand that I'm listening to these people. But pride was keeping me from actually applying what it was that I was learning because there was something in me that still said, I could do this better. I can figure this out on my own. It's kind of that prideful attitude, right? Like when a child is like, I'm not going to listen to my mom. I'm going to do this instead. And then they're you know punished for it. And so for me, I was kind of walking in different situations like that where I just thought I knew better. I wanted to take the risk and try it and not applying the wisdom that I was getting was really delaying me having growth and and certain things like that. And I do believe even now when I look back, part of that is the process and the journey. You know, I'll also say that when we care more about what people think and what man thinks, it's really easy to fall in this trap where we're not doing what's best for ourselves or best for the business or what God is calling us to do because we're kind of in this people-pleasing moment. And, and I think that a lot of us that are in like service-based industries, for me, I do marketing and social media, but I'm still serving people and their brand. Sometimes we can get into this motion where we're so serving that we want to like please the person that we're helping or, or, or um, working with. It's not them that should be impressed by our work. It's got to be God impressed by our work, right? And so I think that I had this identity of who I wanted people to see that it didn't allow me to be vulnerable with people and ask for help, whether they're your client, your pastor, your friend. So that kind of lack of humility and vulnerability with people, it, it made me kind of go through things alone. And mentors and pastors and friends, they're here to help us digest things and think through things. And when we get to a place where we're by ourselves, that's when the enemy comes in and attacks, right? When we're not rooted in certain things, you know you're sitting there kind of trying to figure it out on your own. And so for me, I think oftentimes it was, I need to keep this identity, no one can know that I'm failing, and which means I can't ask for help because I'm not asking for help, I'm not getting it. And what I learned when I finally accepted the fact that this isn't where God wants me and this has failed and this can turn around was when I started to ask for help. and like I mentioned earlier. People came out of nowhere to help me and support me. I currently still have virtual assistants. They worked for me then and they work for me now. And the company that I hire, the virtual assistants, paid the salary, half the salary of my employees because they said, Sarah, we love you and we want to help you and support you. This is what we're going to do. I mean, unheard of stuff. Just because I was willing to say I failed and I need help. And because there was integrity and rapport with these people, even though they saw me put on that mask all the time, we had rapport and love for each other. They came and helped me. What attorney gives you discounts? Just what, what what tax person does your taxes for free, right? Bookkeeping for free. That doesn't happen, right? I mean, it happened in my case, but this isn't like the normal thing that people just decide to do these things. I knew God was in the mix of it. And I knew that He was teaching me that when you're humble and you ask for help, you'll get it. I'll provide that for you. You try to do it all on your own. Okay. Like good luck. You know, (laughs) like that's where luck, you have to like bet on luck (laughs) and not on your faith. So it can be applied to even the smallest of situations. It's not just the closing of a business. It's you have that one dream set out. You want to do that Zoom event on Saturdays that you haven't launched yet because you're afraid to ask your friend how to work Zoom, right? You you didn't want to launch your Facebook page because you absolutely despise social media because you're not sure if anyone's going to like it, but you have a friend that does social media and you can just ask. I think it's just those little small moments of being vulnerable and saying, I don't know how to do this. Will you help me? And it's incredible how many helping hands there are out there.
0: Vulnerability and applying that wisdom how now do you apply that wisdom? Because I often find myself, I am an avid learner and I love just like taking all the information in and I have a coach myself, but sometimes I don't have enough time or at the time that I do have, I'm spent taking in all the information and then I don't have a time to execute on it. How do you actually take the wisdom that you receive and apply that and maybe know what wisdom to apply? Oh, I love that. So last year, that was my word, was application.
1: It was everything that I learned through the year before and closing my business, I was going to apply all those things. And the first thing, it was literally whoever I was talking to telling them, I need step-by-step. You're giving me general, you're giving me an idea, give me step-by-step. I mean, even with my pastor, when it came to dating, okay, pastor, just give me a timeline of when I can't date and then when I can and give me some steps, you know. I was just very particular and I asked very specifically, like this is what I need and I need the steps to get there. And then what I did was I time blocked because I'm the kind of person that I will spend time digesting a lot of stuff, watching a lot of podcasts and then don't apply it, right? So I would time block and I would literally put in my calendar, do not book, meaning like don't book anything else, check your emails, write a piece of your book. And I would put this in my calendar. So now everything from Walking my dogs to getting my hair done is all in my calendar. And it's allowed me to make that time and set time aside. And I'll tell you this when I went through the season of not valuing myself, it was very challenging to set boundaries, to set calendars, to give myself and allow myself time. Once I started to value myself, which in turn I believe was valuing the things that God has given me, all of a sudden I can tell people no. I'll call you back. It's 8 p.m. I'm not going to answer that email. (laughs) It's 12 a.m. I'm not going to answer that email, right? And I just begin to set these boundaries and these time blocks so I can do those things. And I'm not doing them perfectly, right? Definitely not. I I have a book and I'm like, I should have published this already. And then God will remind me, hold on, you're still growing and learning. Like this got to be in the book too. This season has to be in the book too. And so allow yourself and give yourself grace And for me, that was a big thing was like, I'm either all in or I'm all out. And where does the grace come in? And and I'm either only working or I'm only not working. And so to be able to give myself that flexibility. The other thing is what your question about, you know, what wisdom to apply. My pastor says this a lot is eat the meat, spit out the bone. I had business coaches that weren't believers, but they were incredible in business. And I had to eat a lot of meat and spit a lot of bone out. And then started working with Christian entrepreneurs where I had less bones and more meat. And what I realized is that when I'm applying wisdom, I have to feel that this is the right thing. Like asking the Holy Spirit, hey, this person did this to build their business, but is that for me? Because not every plan or not every shoe fits, right? And so I first, okay, Holy Spirit, is this the right wisdom? And then the second thing is, is it going to add to the amount of development of work I've already put into myself and my planning, or is it going to take away from? And so if somebody comes in and says, Hey, I want you to do this, this, and this, but I know myself. And like, you want me to get up at four o'clock in the morning, but I struggle to get up at five 30, you know, I'm not going to add stress to the play. I want to add to the things that are going to help develop the plan I've already created for myself.
0: Ask the Holy Spirit if it's right for me and then if it's going to add or take away from what you're already doing. And that just spoke straight to me. Um, I am doing a course right now, which is helping me write my website, and it is phenomenal. It is so, so good, so intricate. It's from Ashlyn Carter, Copywriting for Creatives. She does an amazing job. Yeah, she's so good. I love her, but she is really good at her job. And there's certain things where I'm like, okay, if I want a perfect, Perfect website. I need to do A to Z of everything. But with my calendar and my time, being a young mom, all the things, I can't do it in the perfection that I want. And nor should I, because perfect, only God is. We've we had a podcast episode on that. So I've had to take a look at that and like you said, chew the meat and then like spit out the bones. Like what is gonna work for me? What doesn't work with the time that I have and just be okay and let God fill in the rest. Absolutely.
1: I'm in social media, so I'm constantly on there, whether I'm doing research for my clients or posting for my clients. And sometimes I'll swipe and I'll see what other social media strategists are doing. They'll create all this content and post all this content. And sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I should be doing that. I'm so far behind. And it's the moment I get that, I check myself and I'm like, hold on, the path God has me on is my path and it's different. I know how I've built my reputation. I know how I've built my client base it's going to look different than other people. And so I think the other thing too, is that when we are focusing on success or avoiding failure or getting through failure, the number one thing to avoid doing is looking at other people's journey and saying, oh my goodness, I should be doing that. And then it adds this level of stress or fear of missing out, those types of things. I've learned that when I see something that, May provoke something in me that says, I should be doing that, or I wish I was like her doing that. I immediately just champion them and say, I'm so proud of her for doing this. I'm going to be a complete stranger. I'm so proud of them for doing them. Look at them walking in their gift and their calling. Like I just identify what is theirs and then refocus on what is mine. And it's been one of the biggest like mental health checks with working in social media because it's so easy to look at other entrepreneurs and think we need to do it like them when really God's like, hold on, what if I told you I have a better plan? that's even easier than what they're doing. And you're even going to be more successful. You'll be able to give greater, just follow that plan. So I just keep having this faith that where he has me is where I'm supposed to be. And everything else that I see should only be motivation and opportunity for me to rejoice with someone else.
0: So good. So, so good. God knows exactly what you need and what is for you. And so we just need to continue to tune into that because, yeah, I so often fall to pray. I honestly do. I try I try not to. And then I start scrolling. I get on Instagram and just immediately, because I follow mostly Christian influencers. And so immediately I'm just like berated with all these amazing things that they're doing. And so then I look at it and I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that. And I start down on this path and it's like, that is not one what God wants me to do or two, what I am preaching and teaching every day with with Faith and Gather and the Faith Inspired podcast. So I love that phrase, that motto that you have and championing other women in their path because God has enough for all of us and he has that specific unique path. Absolutely. So it's been just an incredible year for you since 2022, now we're in 2023, and you can look back on 2020 and 2021 now with a joyful heart, and I just want to know, like, what would you scared Sarah back in 2020 and 2021 who was afraid of failing and knew she needed to make big, scary decision, what would you go back and tell her or maybe other women who are at that point where you were when you just really didn't think there was any other option?
1: Avoid isolation and surround yourself with people that love you and that care and that are solution-minded and optimistic. Because all I needed to hear in that moment was I'm gonna help you, or you're gonna be okay. Or, you know, it was just that still small voice, you know. The moment I made that decision, two things happened. One, I got that immediate confirmation that that feeling of peace and joy. And then the title of my book literally dropped into my spirit. I mean, it was like I started writing a day one. And this is like, I've just finished crying. And that title just popped into my head. Like, I didn't know it was a book at that point, but all I heard was, my business failed. I didn't. And so, you know, if I could look back on myself, I would I would definitely say hey, ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. And that avoiding failure is only going to prolong it from happening, not avoid it from happening. So, I think the biggest thing for me was just that bringing in that humility, bringing in that vulnerability and letting my true self be known, like this is really where I am. So I I definitely can look back on those years and that moment and have just the biggest, greatest smile on my face because uh, and, and sometimes I'm like, oh man, should I have done that earlier, God? But he knows the timing, you know, he knows the timing. And I think I needed that really big moment and that really big shift because big impact is coming and it's here. And sometimes you need a big something to just bring another big something. My pastor once said something to me like, it's not a setback, it's a setup. You know, me failing and having to close my business, it wasn't a setback. It was a setup for what God was about to do.
0: So good. So, so good. This has been such a treat, Sarah. I just, I can't wait for your book to come out. I hope to have you on again so we can talk a little bit more about those nitty gritty details in there. Uh, Before we head out, I just want to make sure that the listeners know where they can connect with you either to become one of your clients or just to hear more about your story and get to know you personally.
1: I love that. So identityamplified.com is my business. On social media, it's mainly Sarah Olea or at S-D-O-T-O-L-E-A. So the dot is spelled out. Uh, But if you search Identity Amplified, I'll definitely pop up
0: there. Fantastic. And then one more question for you. So we've talked a lot about joy here. So failure, risks, and then joy, that beauty in the ashes. I want to know what brought you joy today. Oh, I love that. Okay, so the Sunday sermon was
1: about devotion and really devoting to God. And so this morning I got up, I got on our prayer line, I got in our devotional after that we do as a church and it, this has been the first time that I've done both. I'll either hop on and do the prayer or I'll hop on and do the devotional. But I did both and started work a lot earlier. And it gave me this sense of joy because sometimes we have these limiting beliefs on what we think we can do early in the morning or what we can get done. And so just to accomplish that and the prayer this morning for myself was really just like, thank you, Lord, that I get this new refreshed day and I'm always being thankful for that. So uh, that gave me a lot of joy today.
0: Oh, Thank you for sharing that. Really appreciate that. Beautiful. Well, thank you for being on. It's like I said, it's been such a treat for me. Thank you for sharing your story and your vulnerability. And I just know that the women who listen to this podcast will be encouraged and hopefully um, it'll help them in their stories because we're all going to hit kind of a roadblock at some point in our life. And so hopefully they can come back and remember your story to help propel them in theirs. Thank you so much, Eric.
1: I really enjoyed this and I love all your other episodes as well. <laughs>
0: Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Pride delays the blessing. Humility and vulnerability bring the reward. Sarah's story is like many biblical stories laid out as an example of what God can do with a willing, humble, and dependent heart. God can do for you what he did for Sarah, but he may be waiting on you to remove the barriers. Remove the pride, know where your identity is rooted, and position yourself so God can move. And when you do, don't forget to give him the glory. I'm so grateful you spent time today listening to this episode. If this episode encouraged and inspired you, share the love with other women you know and send them the link to this episode. Just think how many more women could be blessed with faith-inspired encouragement. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.